good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, Henny Cutter gave me. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. Hey, Robert, you're right. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Development Institute, or NACDI, on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Hey, I'm here in Washington, D.C., and uh, it's getting dark here, and I just uh, left the Capitol and watched uh, bills being voted on, and I saw a lot of uh, people that I didn't want to see, like uh, Bobert and all them, uh, but uh, I'm here doing the show. Haley, thank you so much for setting everything up. I appreciate it. Uh, number one producer in the world, Haley Cherry. Um, <laughs> Before we get going with all our guests, Haley, I want to get uh, the, uh, the governor of Wisconsin on and give us his update. So let's take a listen. Wisconsinite deserves access to quality, affordable health care. Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. Every Wisconsinite deserves access to quality, affordable health care. And whether it's through Badger Care or the marketplace, now is the perfect time to explore your options and sign up for health insurance. Over the past couple of years, we've seen a growing number of enrollments in Wisconsin's marketplace. In the last year alone, we saw over 200,000 Wisconsinites select plans through the state marketplace. In 2020, I partnered with the Office of Commissioner of Insurance and the Department of Health Services to launch WISCOVERED a free website aimed at making health insurance accessible for Wisconsin consumers. By visiting wiscovered.com, folks can get connected with free expert advice to learn about their health coverage options. And through funding from the Inflation Reduction Act, 89% of Wisconsinites enrolled in a plan through healthcare.gov saw reduced costs on their premiums last year. Of those people, the average person saved over $500 on their monthly premiums. Healthcare shouldn't be a privilege afforded only to the healthy and wealthy. And we have to do everything we can to make sure it's accessible to kids and families across our state. Open enrollment began November 1st and goes until January 15th. So don't wait. I encourage folks to explore. All Thanks so much, Governor uh, Evers. We really appreciate uh, all your updates here on Native Ritz Radio. Hey, uh, right now we have a, a guest that we want to get on uh, right away here, Haley. And I wonder if you mind uh, giving the introduction, seeing that you have it right in front of you. Welcome, Katie. Yes. So right now we have with us Katie Cashman, and she is um, the current Minneapolis City Council runner-up. So, Katie, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. And welcome to Native Roots Radio. Thanks, Haley. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me. So like Haley said, I am running for city council in Minneapolis right now, and we have an election coming up on Tuesday, November 7th. So our pocket of Minneapolis has an open seat on the city council for the first time in 25 years. So very exciting time for our neighborhoods uh, to be voting in our next city council member. And I'm running because I really believe in a Minneapolis that's sustainable and that's resilient and that includes the voices of all people. That's awesome. Can you uh, tell, we have an audience from all over the country here listening. Tell, tell our audience uh, basically the area that you're running. And uh, uh, you did give a great up, update on why you're running. But if there's any more information, and uh, it's getting close to that time where we can't really call for an action of support, but also maybe where your website is and Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. So in Minneapolis, there are 13 city council members, there are 13 wards. 
So Ward 7 is um, covers a lot of downtown and also covers the lakes area where we have these beautiful lakes like Bede Makaska, Lake of the Isles and Cedar Lake. Um, so there are many neighborhoods in Ward 7, but one important issue for me is downtown revitalization. So making sure that as we rebuild downtown following the pandemic and the recession, that we're prioritizing residents and making sure that everybody's welcome downtown, that we have a vibrant cultural experience downtown, um, you know, for the 50,000 people that live in downtown Minneapolis, but also for visitors to our city. And I guess I will say like my background is in climate and environmental policy. So I'm really excited about making Minneapolis the most sustainable city in the country and our opportunity to do that with how many people really care about clean water, clean energy, clean air. And, you know, like the governor of Wisconsin was just talking about, there are all these investments right now from the Inflation Reduction Act that are available to us. So making sure that we're applying for federal funding, that we're deploying electric buses, that we are building out zero waste systems that actually are, you know, creating compost and reducing our waste in landfills and incinerators, as well as clean um, renewable energy for all buildings in the city and getting off fossil fuels. So that's something I'm really excited about working on in Minneapolis if I'm elected. And, you know, Minneapolis is just, it's an amazing city. I grew up here. My whole family's here. I'm the youngest of seven siblings and almost all of us live here in the city. Um, but the last few years have been hard in Minneapolis. I mean, it's no... No surprise to anyone that we are undergoing this period of transition around uh, public safety and what does the future of public safety look like? And we are building that out in our communities. And that is not without tension, right? There are so many conversations, important conversations that we have to have about the historic injustices that our police department has committed and how we move forward with a system that is truly creating public safety and holding our police department accountable for any disciplinary action. So that's that's what Minneapolis is grappling with right now. And I think another top issue besides public safety and besides our environment is also housing. So making sure that we're taking care of everyone in our community, that we don't have um, unhoused neighbors that were really providing uh, shelters, transitional housing, public housing, and all the options that we need uh, to make sure everyone has a roof over their head. That's our duty, right? As as community members in Minneapolis, making sure that everyone's taken care of. Yeah. And I met you. Absolutely. Both, um, and so what have you been I hearing? Met you uh, is that pretty much the um, so maybe you want to say a little bit about the um, Indigenous Peoples Day and the celebration that we met at a couple weeks ago at Bede Makaska. Well, I, I was going to say, too, one of the things that was exciting, it was really good to meet you, but one of the things I'd love you to talk about here in the next minute or so, uh, you, you've listed a, a lot of great things. What have your constituents been saying uh, knocking on the door? Pretty much the same stuff as uh, crime, uh, affordability, mm -hmm. those things in the city. Yeah, I think people are starting to feel more optimistic. That's the energy that I like to channel when I uh, door knock. Um, so my team and I have canvassed 16,000 people in the district, and there's still a few more days left for us to try to reach everyone. But people are optimistic about the future of Minneapolis, and they want fresh energy, creative solutions to the problems that we face as a city and to feel hope about Minneapolis. So I invite everybody who's listening to right. vote in Minneapolis on November 7th. Thank you, Katie. Right on, Katie. Hopefully this will be uh, one of many more conversations to come. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. And that was Katie Cashman. Thanks, y'all. Take care.
If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by, stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Mental health and substance use disorders are complex, stigmatizing, and can be overwhelming issues for families to face. Finding the right diagnosis and care can sometimes feel impossible, especially when you don't know where to start looking. Hazelden Betty Ford understands what your family is going through. Hazelden Betty Ford's patient access team will direct you towards a clear path forward in network with most insurances. This message is brought to you by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, so excited to have Roya Taylor on. And Roya, uh, really good to see you. And I'm wondering, we, we'd love to have an update what's happening around the Twin Cities. So, Roya, uh, uh, love these uh, love these talks that we have, and I really appreciate you being on. So, uh, ooh, how are you? Yeah, Cuddy, uh, I almost said Harry again. Oh, <laughs> hey, no. Haley and Robert. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I apologize, my dear. Hi, yes. Maria. You, uh, looks like we're both in remote locations. I'm in my basement and you're in Washington, D.C. there. So at least it's not, you know, other places that a person attending a conference could be at. So, Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, let our people uh, listening to us all over Turtle Island know what's going on in the cities. And I know you're a uh, revving up for a big play coming up, but there's a lot of stuff happening, and uh, let's uh, hear a little bit about it uh, on your report. And then uh, let's give a quick shout-out to KFAI. Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm leaving here as soon as I finish with this to hit the rehearsal to uh, – yeah, well, no, I don't think she's going to be there tonight. I think it was your daughter. <laughs> oh, Jalisa. Uh, yeah, so we'll miss her tonight. Anyway, starting tomorrow night uh, here in the Twin Cities – this is a wonderful exhibition that's uh, uh, held every year over at the Friedley Gallery and Studio. That's 943 West 7th Street, and it is a ticketed event, so you have to go to Eventbrite to check this out. That's F-R-I-E-D-L-I, and that's Gallery and Studio. It's their uh, Indian or Indigenous America Showcase reception, or Indigenous American Artists Showcase and uh, they're going to be doing a reception tomorrow night. Um, I don't know how long it goes, but it starts at 6 o'clock. That's a, a wonderful uh, Nishinaabe woman who owns that gallery and makes this show available. There's going to be some wonderful artists there, so you can check that out on Facebook as well. And then uh, I was going to uh, mention this, but it looks like we have some other guests who are going to address this. That's the uh, American Indian or Native American Heritage Month celebration at Urban Ventures, which is going to be in partnership with Little Earth of United Tribes Boys and Girls Club. So I'll hold off on that and let them uh, speak to that. But Urban Ventures is a wonderful organization. They've been around in the Minneapolis and the Twin Cities for quite a number of years. So it's good to see that partnership. 
And then Saturday at 5.30 p.m., now this is out of town, this is in uh, Duluth, but I just wanted to highlight this wonderful uh, dual uh, artists reception up at the American Indian Community Housing Organization's galleries there. If you've never been up there, they have a wonderful art uh, space there. It's uh, going to be on behalf of Gordon Coons, who is Lacoudere, and Stephen Standing Cloud, who is uh, Red Lake. And he's also the father of Deanna Standing Cloud and those many grandchildren that he has there. That's going to be at 204 Second Street in Duluth, but that will be up until December the 29th. So if you can't make the opening reception Saturday night, then you can certainly make an opportunity to get up there and, and take in their artistry. They focus on Woodlands Arts, which is a very distinctive style, very colorful, very pretty. And then Monday, we have Indigenous Food Class Series sponsored by Seward Co-op. That's a continuing effort. The focus on Monday night is going to be, this is at 6 o'clock, will be uh, Berries and Nuts. So Hope Flanagan, uh, I think, who is Seneca, and um, uh, Derek Nicholas, who is, I believe he's either Bad River or Red Cliff Band from Wisconsin. And uh, that's going to be online. So check that out through Seward Co-op. That's a wonderful program. You can learn more about eating well and eating for your health and taking advantage of all of our indigenous foods that we're, we're now reclaiming. And then I don't, we've got two competing events next Thursday night. And the only reason I mention them is because if I'm able to make it back next Thursday night, these will already have started for that evening. That's at uh, from five to nine, the Native American Family Night. That's going to be at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. That's Thursday, November the 9th. They are located at 201 East 24th Street. This is to celebrate the photographic exhibition in our hands. That's in the Target Gallery. So that's anytime anything's in the Target Gallery, it's a big deal. So it's great to see all these native photographers from way back, the turn of the century even, and being highlighted there. They're going to have children's activities, uh, singing and drumming, and Trickster Tacos is going to be there as well. So you can get some great uh, Indian food, contemporary Indian food. But competing with that, I wish these organizations would talk to each other. But we run into this every May and November when we have these big initiatives for Native American celebration. Uh, about the same time, uh, this is going to be Native American Family Night at the Minnesota History Center. It's part of their Native American initiatives. That was started a long time ago by uh, Joe Horsecloud, or Horse Capture, and then it was taken over by Dr. Kate Bean, uh, Ben Gessner. A lot of these wonderful people around town that we all know were involved in that, and I'm, I'm trying to remember who it is uh, right now who's the, the convener of that. But that's is Minnesota. That, uh, that's Amber Annis, right? And um, Jacob Bernier? Um, it could be. Their na those names don't sound familiar to me. So uh, 343 West Kellogg, and that's uh, November the 9th. So some great stuff all the way through uh, the weekend and into next week. Roya, I wanted, to, I wanted to mention that uh, the adoption power is happening this Saturday uh, when I get back home uh, at Harding High School, too. People from oh. all over Turtle Island show up to that, and uh, that'll be happening. Uh, grand entry at 1 and 7, and also adoptees that have come in uh, from all over the country will have their own meetings in the beginning starting at 9 at Harding High School in St. Paul. Okay. Oh. That's that where the basketball tournament took place? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Up there I, also, on the I also just wanted to highlight this, too. Uh, NAC has something new going on. Uh, NAC, when I say NAC, that's Native American Community Clinic in Minneapolis. And uh, Dr. Stately's on with us most Mondays, and we're very grateful for the time that he spends on air with us. But uh, NAC has something new going on. So um, I always share that they have their full moon ceremonies, but they also are now starting something for the men, which is very, very cool. This is called the Men's Warrior Society. Um, and you'll be joining NAC, Red Lake, and Lyra for a Men's Warrior Society meeting. So this group will meet to create community-level change. Food and beverages will be provided, and these meetings are going to be happening every other Friday 
starting this Friday, November 3rd, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And this will be at Little Earth Residence Association, 2495 18th Avenue South, Minneapolis. And if you have any questions, Vin Dion, uh, Rachel Dion Thunder's husband, who is all over the community, and we're really grateful for the both of them, he will be leading those meetings every other Friday. Wow. That's a good one, Roya. Hey, Roya, what are we going to call our segment here? Uh, have we have we come up with a name yet? Uh, well, uh, how about that berries and nuts? Uh, I think I know who's the nut. <laughs> <laughs> I like you that said, one. You said Sonny and Cher. <laughs> I guess I'll have to be Cher. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's when. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, listen to me uh, mumbling here, Roya. Um, Roya, give a shout out too quickly. Roya can be heard on KFAI on Friday nights, uh, previous to the best of on Native Ritz Radio at, uh, um, I believe it's five o'clock, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, we just uh, finished up our uh, fall membership pledge drive as of Tuesday night, midnight. So um, we'll wait to see the totals. I'm expecting to see some good contributions in that two hour block that you and I did. But, you know, we also mm-hmm. have some great uh, indigenous native hosts there starting at one o'clock is Native Lights uh, podcast. That's the uh, brother and sister duo, uh, Cole Primo and Leah Lem. And uh, then at one thirty is the program. It's a podcast as well, but it appears on our 24-7 schedule. That's with uh, Don Eubanks. And uh, the, he's a Mille Lacs band member. And that is called uh, Counter Stories. So... And then you, I come on at six o'clock with good uh, culture, community, media, uh, even food as well. You name it. And then followed up by Robert Pilot and Haley Cherry with uh, the best of Native Roots presents. I'm awake. The best of. Did I say that? Okay. <laughs> oh, so good wow, the best of Previous episodes. And that's Absolutely. at six o'clock KFE. 90.3 FM if you're here in the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and streaming around the planet, as we say, at kfai.org. We are the community's true voice, we like to tell everyone. Oh, uh, hey, Roya, thanks for stopping in, and uh, I know you're a busy person, and uh, I might see you uh, Saturday morning, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'll check in with you there. Sounds good. Peeny Gigi, thanks you for stopping in. And that was Roya Taylor giving us what's happening all over the Twin Cities and uh, Turtle Island. Yes, Peeny Gigi to you and Haley as well. Thanks, Roya. Always great to hear from you. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. ho Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. In this critical time for Indian country, voting is crucial to protecting the land, water, and communities. Voting creates collective power in securing our planet's future amid climate chaos. Engage in personal conversations with loved ones to ensure they are making informed voting choices. Register to vote. And don't forget that 16- and 17-year-olds can pre-register to vote in Minnesota. NACTI is asking us to stand together and make voting a tradition. Go to NACTI.org to learn more and make your pledge to vote. It's time to experience the amazing flavors of EatLocalMinnesota.com. It's your key to unlocking the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. 
Latunji's Palette is celebrating over five years in business. At Latunji's Palette, you'll feel the connection of food and community. Located at 1400 Park Avenue South, you'll find a delicious selection of gourmet pastries, sandwiches, and drinks. Plus, look for their famous peach cobbler and other gourmet goodies at Eastside Food Co-op, Hy-Vee, Lunds and Byerly's, North Market, and more. Built with purpose, fortified with love. That's Latunji's Palette. If you're craving barbecue, then don't drive too fast or you will miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue, located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis. Scott Jamama's offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. The potato salad, spicy baked beans, and twice-baked potatoes should not be missed. More details at scottjamamas.com. When a drunk driver hit my car, the structural integrity and safety features of my Toyota Sienna saved my life. I will always own one. That's it. That's the ad. I don't think I need to add anything else, but I'll gladly mention their sales team is attentive and friendly, their service department is the best in the state, and their vehicles, you can put a lot of faith in the quality and safety of a Toyota vehicle. The structural integrity and safety features of my Toyota Sienna saved my life. I will always own one. That says it all. Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of Minneapolis on 394. Hey, it's Tom. Going solar is a great way to save on energy costs. By using the sun to power your house, you can feel good about an investment that will last for years. All Energy Solar is a locally trusted turnkey solar installer that's been around since 2009. They provide custom designs and quality installations of solar panel systems that work for your energy needs. One of the best parts about going solar is it's an investment that can pay for itself. Your system can pay back 100% of the installation cost in as little as eight years. Plus, a system from All Energy Solar can pay back over 300% of its cost over its lifetime. There's also many tax incentives and rebates available, and the experts at All Energy Solar can walk you through the entire process to make sure you're saving as much as possible. So go green, both financially and environmentally, with All Energy Solar. Get a free, no-obligation assessment from All Energy Solar by calling 800-620-3370 or visiting allenergysolar.com. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy tonight with a low around freezing, then skies clear out on Friday with a high of 45. Nightingale is your cozy, comfortable neighborhood bar and restaurant at 26th and Lindale in Minneapolis. Come in for the famous Nightingale burger or the ginger tamari chicken wings. View their menu or place a takeout order at nightingalempls.com. Here. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Well, Haley, we're super excited to have our guests on tonight, and uh, there's events happening, and uh, we want to talk and dig deep here in the next couple segments here, and I want to introduce Terrell, and Terrell, you're the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club uh, of the Twin Cities, and I want to just say a big hello and a big uh, peenie-geeky for coming on, and then we also have TJ, too, and I want to get deep with what... uh, uh, what you, what you'd like to speak about? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank right you on. so much. Thank you so much. Well, let's talk about this uh, life changing organization that uh, you guys are a big part of. And TJ, you're the director at Little Earth of the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. too. So I I am really excited to because uh, young ones and. Uh, students were are were my jam for thirty years as an old teacher, so I, I really love to, to. Well, I guess old in a couple different ways, but uh, uh, former sure. old teacher, <laughs> mm-hmm. welcome. But let's talk about your work and what's going on. And I know, uh, Terrell, you're doing a lot of expansion too in a good way. So let's let's get going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we're so excited to be here today. And I think really TJ's got the passion and is really a leader that I'm look, I look up to, someone that our organization is truly, truly invested in. I will tell you four years ago, 
there was 1.5 employees at Little Earth Boys and Girls Club. And because of TJ's leadership, really driving it, we have shifted to seven full-time staff over there doing amazing, awesome things. And talk about education. I just want to do a shout out to TJ. Not only has he tripled the number of elementary kids that are part of our program, where education is a huge part of the work that we do daily, but TJ celebrated six of his seniors that went on to post-secondary school at Little Earth. And I'll let him talk more about that, but he is just my hero um, in, in really in our whole organization for the incredible work that he's done over the last number of years, especially during you know, the pandemic and after George Floyd was murdered, we were really struggling and there was a lot of trauma in our community and, Lee, and TJ really stood up and took us to the next level, which is what, you know, you initially had talked about. We're doing great things, but we don't do it without our leaders. Right on. Uh, TJ, uh, wow, that's, uh, that's uh, beautiful to hear and uh, talk a little bit about that because uh, sometimes it's the darkest before sunrise and you really done some good work with our young ones and getting them to sec uh, go to college and get d degrees is huge because we're still here and we we are power we're here yeah um the work we do i mean it's an honor it's it's really humbling and it's an honor to serve families and kids um i grew up in the twin cities and i was a club kid for a long time so i'm a club alumni i actually showed tarot my club card when i was six years old way back in the mm -hmm. 90s and so then i went my own way and found you know a lot of trouble and so when i got into youth work i just wanted to um be the resource and the guide and mentor that i felt like i never really had and so to have been walked alongside some of these kids for you know five, six, seven, eight years. And then to see them like, man, you were a middle schooler or an elementary and now you're a senior or now you're in college. Uh, um, I got three players, they're in college, they're playing college basketball. I'm like, man, to just see that, it, it makes like all the nights where you go home and wonder like, am I really making a difference? Those stories, I mean, they really will keep us going, you know? And it just, man, it makes my heart so happy to know that you know, that's how generational trauma and generational poverty and these things that plague our people so often, that's how they get broken is when someone stands up and says, I want to be the change, even if it's hard, it's lonely. Like, I remember being the only native in my university and I'm like, I look around and I'm like, I'm not represented here. This bothers me. You know, mm -hmm. it bothers me that there's no other native people and specifically native men trying to. So then to see all out of all the kids in college, out of all the six, five of them are men. So I'm like, man, that's wow. just, it makes me, it makes me want to shed tears of joy. Cause it's like, you're doing it and you're the future. And like, I tell these kids all the time, man, I didn't get my life together till I was 21. You guys are starting at 13, 15, 17. Like you're way ahead of me. You're more talented. You're smarter. Whatever I can do to just be the resource you need man, I'll do whatever I can to just help you succeed, you know? And so it, it really blesses my heart for sure. Well, you know, what's really important is, as you know, uh, both, you know, as, as well as I do is a community and the, in the boys and girls club have been around a long time and there's community in that. And so mm -hmm. I, it, I just applaud both of you, uh, so much because we are all about building community and uh terrell i think tj's got got it uh understood uh, how to do it and that's really exciting it is and i think he's one of we have we'll end up with 13 clubs by march of next year but it's the leaders it's the staff like i can't tell you how every day I'm impressed with what our what our team is doing what they're doing to lead out in a way like no other um, and it's those moments too, that I just have to tell like a story on TJ's kids. I got to go to the legislature with them last March and they, they've got such a great handle on what they want in their world. And they've got these great solutions. And I think that's what really transforms me and my leadership and ability to continue to move on and do more for our kids. And I think that's what I would want for our whole community. Let's invest deeper and broader because 
the work it's working and we've seen so many great successes of people that have grown up i mean tj's a club kid they chose right there like he's a perfect example of somebody that comes from club um and i would also say like club is not we don't want to work in silo we don't want to do this like just ourselves we are so about partnership and connection and creating a stronger ecosystem in the Twin Cities. And so I think that's something for listeners to really understand. And if they wanna participate and partner and do this alongside us, we are very, very open to that because we've seen that transformational like outcome happen with so many kids by us working together. Yeah. Well, it, it it's now it, the boys and girls club do more things than that say play dodgeball um you guys are giving people opportunity to do their homework there and get tutoring help it's it's not the same boys and girls club that i grew up with right tj no it's it's totally different and it's it's for a good reason you know kids come and a typical day is they come they check in we welcome them in they get a snack, you know, they're hungry after school. Um, and then we get straight into, you know, homework, help. Um, and then from there, there's different stations that kids can do to spark their creativity, help them with math, reading levels, um, youth voice, which empowers them, art, music, podcast. Um, there's just so many cultural things. You know, we've done things where we do like drum making, eight week drum making class. The kids are going to literally make the drum from scratch, learn the song, sing, and then it's theirs to keep, you know, and so they can come and it's like, it's a big family. A lot of the kids here, they're like, you know, this is my second home. They view the staff as like, you know, a part of their, you know, extended family. And it's just a huge honor because then we get to meet the parents and then we can, how can we help the parents and support the parents and how can the parents support us? You know, and then it becomes that that tribe or that village that's helping raise these kids, you know, and then, you know, it's it's harder for kids to slip through the cracks, the more connected we are to parents, to yeah. communities, to organizations that are trying to vie for the same kids. Um, and it's a beautiful, man, it's a beautiful thing. It is. And I want to just, uh, Carol, I, I think some schools out there would love to have uh, six Native American young men uh, going to college. So that's just, uh, that's mind blowing to me. That's what great work that you guys and your organization, Boys and Girls Club is is doing. That, that statistic alone is something to hang your hat on. Absolutely. And I think too, um, a big added to add to our program model this last year is we added a department that is managing all of our alumni. So we've got over 300 alumnus. So those six young people that went to post-secondary are now part of our alumni association. So that idea or TJ, I mean, he's a staff person, but he's also part of our alumni association. So that continual give back and opportunity to connect, but also support them. A lot of our, you know, young people that go off to post-secondary or they're in their 20s and they're looking for that job or that network, the club is still there for them. That community continues to be there. Um, and so for me, I've been around. I didn't come up through club, but I've been with the club my whole career. So 26 years. Um, I started at Southside Village over on 39th in Chicago. And it's now in my blood. It's so much a part of my life and my experience. And it is the reason for like a lot of us that work there, everything that we want to do and see for our community. It's like, it's really the conduit to make all of the things that we need to happen in a community happen. And that's what the commitment I will say from our entire organization is to ensure that all young people are on track for a successful future beyond high school graduation. And we hang our hat on that every day. Like that is the be end all of what Boys and Girls Club is going to do for every single young person, no matter where, like TJ said, no matter where they start, it doesn't matter. We're going to commit to staying with them throughout their entire wow. experience with us. This is amazing, Haley. Uh, what, don't you think this is like, I, I'm getting emotional because there's some serious stuff going on here with TJ and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Terrell and the whole uh boys and club deal here this is kind of blowing me away yes i agree with you and i think we only have just a couple minutes left here but i really loved what you touched on tj talking about how when kids are supported by you know two parents or 
more than one community organization and it's less, you know, it makes it harder for them to slip through the cracks when there's so many hands and there's so many working parts in the community that are holding up our youth and working towards giving them resources to make them uh, succeed and, and successful. I think that's amazing. And I honestly did not know much about the Boys and Girls Club. I I was not a club member, but I, after hearing your guys' stories, and I really, really wish I did have a resource like this. So I'm, I'm happy. And our Facebook comments and everyone is just saying how much um, Boys and Girls Club means to them and how thankful they are for it. So thank you both for coming on today with us. Thank you so much for having us and continue to do what you guys do out in the you know, talking about the issues that matter the most to our community. Do you guys have time to hang out for another segment? Sure. Yeah, I'm good. All right, you guys, we it. are listening to Native Roots Radio Network presents I'm Awake. We'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hi, I'm Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, shame-free dental office. If you're having a dental emergency, we'll try and get you in the same day you call because we don't like to see anyone in pain. And we'll help you get through every appointment in the most pain-free way possible. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient self-serve and prepackaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale local community food producers whenever possible. More at Seward.coop. Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Oh. Wow. That was a good That was one. a good pack, oh. Howl, you guys. <laughs> that was awesome. Hey, we're with Terrell uh, and TJ, and uh, Terrell... Terrell is the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of the Twin Cities, and DJ is the director at Little Earth Boys and Girls Club. And, uh, you know, during the middle of this interview, I, I tend to get emotional, and you guys are doing such great work. And um, I can't thank you enough for the community. And, TJ, I think you got it going on there mm-hmm. with community and, and getting those young ones going. And I just got to give you just so much cred. Uh, I want to say thank you and thank you both for coming on tonight. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. 
It's an honor for sure. It's crazy because our program director, Laura Petschauer, she said you taught at her high school. So she remembered you, yeah. Robert. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. That's awesome. <laughs> kind of a small world. Yeah, it's totally small. I hope she had good things to say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great! That's a, say hi to her for me. That's that's awesome. That's that's yeah, community, and that's the circle we all talk about. Mm-hmm. Is you know um, a former student of mine, or a former student of yours, or you know mm-hmm. someone that's ter- Terrell's worked on over the years. That's what it's all about. What legacy are we leaving? And uh, Boys and Girls Club has always been a, a great organization, but uh, it's the you know, the 21st century now. And, and it sounds like you guys are really talking 21st century things. Absolutely. Well, we have to, cause our kids are leading us. And I think it's not just us talking. I think the bigger thing, TJ and I were on a conversation earlier today. It's what our young people are saying. And that's what we as adults need to pay, pay a lot of attention to. Cause that's how we're going to get ourselves to a better place. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's an amazing statement. TJ, uh, what are the kids saying now? Um, how, it's how, a totally how are they doing? Different, yeah, it's just a totally different world. You know, I think that some of the easiest examples I can give are, uh, you know, growing up, my mom told me, you'll never make money playing video games, right? And now we know the esports industry is a billion-dollar industry. So we have a whole part of our club here that is dedicated to esports but not just kids playing games Mm -hmm. learning and and partnering with on november 9th we're going to t-wolves gaming at the mall of america um and they're a pro they're a pro 2k team so they play 2k professionally but they want to partner with us and we've done this with multiple other organizations how can we teach kids the technology industry so that they don't just play video games, but they could be the next person to, you know, work at an IT company or develop games or build the computers or be the photographer or, you know, the person who runs the website. And so trying to get kids to invest in what they already love and then just guiding them and pairing them with people who are already in the field doing it. And then, we, you know, we partner with these organizations. They're like, man, we would love nothing more than to come in and talk to kids and whatever we can do. You know, buy some pizza, donate a couple gift cards, share my story. Like, organizations love to do that. And so, you know, it's just a no-brainer. You put those two together and it's it's just success waiting to happen. So, Well, you, uh, you got to give you guys uh, uh, some credit here because, you know, we, we hear our young ones but not everyone really hears them and listens. So I got to give you guys a lot of credit there because, yeah, I mean, there's gaming tournaments that people make a million dollars, you know, Uh, and who would have thunk that when I would say, put your phone away. I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even just the way we do programming, it doesn't have to be sit in a classroom in a circle or in a row of chairs. It can be interactive. It can include media and technology. It can include getting up out of your chair. Maybe we don't even sit down at all. You know, so as a basketball Mm -hmm. coach, when I run our Passport to Manhood program or some of our mentoring program, I just do it right there at practice. Well, we're stretching, but we're circled up. Let's just have a discussion about what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be responsible? What does it mean to be a protector? And then you're killing two birds with one stone. And then the kids are already having fun. They're already doing something they're engaged in. I really think that way of learning is like really, really what kids value and and how they learn best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Terrell, uh, it, it's like a, a the the a pebble thrown in the water and the ripple effect. I, I imagine that you've seen so much over your years, but also with this great organization that TJ is running in Little Earth, that mm-hmm. it's going to come back tenfold and and the future looks bright because of that you know pebble in the water effect absolutely we see those kids and i think just even the graduation moment that we all had together and it was you know not just tj's club but that was a huge one because tj and i had really we talked for a lot of years about our about our sadness 
that these these kids were struggling so much. So to get to that point, and now they're the they're the leaders that will like uplift that next generation or that next you know those juniors that are looking. They're they're focused on who just graduated. So that ripple effect can directly impact those kids that are in the club right now, um, and really uplift more and more to see that as a possibility. I think it's just kids believing in themselves and know that we're going to be there for them no matter what. It doesn't matter at the Boys and Girls Club. I used to say when I ran a club is every day is a new day at a Boys and Girls Club. So like whatever you did yesterday, that's okay because we're coming back and we're going to do it. We're going to do it this way today and we're going to be there for you to get it, get through what we need to to get you to the next place that you need to go. So, you know, and that's why TJ is such an amazing leader because he does it every day with his kids. Absolutely. Carol, just to give a brief update of, uh, of the clubs that you uh, look over here in the Twin Cities, let's uh, name a few because we got people listening to this all over and maybe they don't know there's one in their community. Absolutely. And I will say there is no cost to join a Boys and Girls Club. So everything is all inclusive. You just have to sign up. The one thing we do ask of our kids is that they provide service to club or community. So be a volunteer, do something to help others is the one thing we ask. So we've got um, Jerry Gamble in North Minneapolis, everybody knows. Um, we've got two school sites. Patrick Henry has a club, Olson Middle in Minneapolis. Southside Village, which is right up the, right up the street um, from Little Earth on 39th in Chicago. Um, and then we've got three clubs in St. Paul. So if listeners on that side of the river, um, we've got East Side, we've got Mount Airy, and then the Allensmeyer West Side in the west side of St. Paul, um, as well as Richfield. So if we go further out in the suburbs, we've got two clubs in Richfield at schools, middle Richfield Middle School, Centennial Elementary, and then way out where our kids go to camp um, in Mound, Minnesota, we actually opened a club there as well. Um, and then the, the 12th is in Elk River, which was an ad. We took over a club that was used to be part of another organization, and that just opened this fall under Boys and Girls Clubs of the Twin Cities. Wow, that's exciting. Hey, we only got a, a few minutes left here. TJ, um, you get, well, one minute, as uh, the producer just said, gave us uh, the one finger up. Uh, TJ, what, any last comments here before we let you go? Um, I just appreciate y'all having me on the show. Um, I really consider an honor to do the work that I do, represent my people. Well, I'm Red Lake Band of Chippewa Indians. Um, and you know, I just, I'm really, I'm all for the community and collaboration and partnership. And so I'm just, I'm just honored to be here. So appreciate y'all. Yeah. Pina Gigi, we really appreciate Boys and Girls Club and what they do in the Twin Cities and all over Turtle Island. Thank you so much for being on. This has been Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Thank you. Hey, we are still here. We are the next generation. We need to resist, divest, join the group, run for office, and free Ooh. Leonard Peltier now.